wonderful job. And she's gone over to Europe and she's done a wonderful job for the Lord. And the Germans, the Germans like her. They, they don't say, nine, nine, they say, da, or whatever the Germans say when, when Paige is around. So um, if you're German, this will be a treat for you. Let's pray for Paige. Father, we thank you for Paige. We thank you for her heart. We just thank you for peace and joy and comfort and strength by your Holy Spirit as she exhorts us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. So I don't know if I have enough handouts for everyone, so you might have to share. But before the service, we were praying for joy. And who feels joy-filled now after that? That was awesome. So I'm Paige Slider, and I was an intern here for a while. And um, I went to Northwestern University. And now I'm just preparing for my tour um, in Europe again. And so tonight I'm talking about boasting in God's power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I know that the month of March is a little bit about identity, and so I just want to give a quick word about that. Uh, Today, I feel like society and and Christians and non-Christians, we're all flipping through our identity closet, trying to figure out which identity fits. And a lot of them feel like they don't fit, and we just cast them aside and we're, we're looking so, so at man and what man thinks and who am I and what can I be and how am I unique and it's all about me. And while the question of identity is relevant, I think we're going about it the wrong way. And ultimately, we have to look to God for our identity. Oswald Chambers writes, Individuality is the shell, as it were, holding something more valuable than itself the kernel, which is personality. Personality merges, and you only get your real identity when you're merged with another person. Our Lord never spoke in terms of individuality, of a man's elbows or isolated position, but in terms of personality, that they all may be one. Jesus Christ emancipates the personality, and the individuality is transfigured in the mastership of God's purpose in Christ Jesus. And the transfiguring element is love, personal, passionate devotion to himself and to others. So we find our true identity when we look to Jesus, when we remember the cross lifted up, his blood shed and his faithfulness. And eventually we forget ourselves and sink into him. We remember the altars and the monuments of where God moved in our lives, and we start connecting the dots and we are overwhelmed with his love. So when we have a Christ-centered focus, uh, it doesn't matter who we are. We, we surrender our identity to Christ, and our identity blossoms in him. So I, I think that's really important, and it kind of links into what I'm going to talk about. I think Paul really understood this. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 1, 26-31, he says, Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. 
He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. This is our righteousness, our holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. And so that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to boast about what I've seen in Europe and around the world and just to share the power of the testimony of it. And, and what better way to just tr- step on the devil, stomp on the devil, is to share the power of God's testimony. So I have to give you a little bit of context about what I do. So if you haven't heard of Steiger or No Longer Music, I'm going to give you a, a quick info session about it. Um, Steiger started in Amsterdam with the founders David and Jody Pierce, and they're both from the Minnesota area, but they felt called to Amsterdam, and they got married there, and they started a Bible study for punks, prostitutes, goths, all the outcasts, and they did it on a barge, and the pier that the barge was called is Steiger in Dutch, so that's why they named the ministry Steiger. And um, so there were so many people coming that it was so packed that David thought, how can we reach more people? And so he said, well, everybody loves music. How can you not love music? And so he started the band called No Longer Music. And that was 30 years ago, and it's still going strong. And so it started out in clubs, because that's where the punks and anarchists would hang out. And they were pretty dark clubs, so satanic clubs, strip clubs, Whatever, whatever clubs the people would hang out in. And so one example is uh, they went to a witch coven club. And um, there was a bunch of vampiruses and vampires. And um, so No Longer Music went there. And what they do is they use drama, art, and music to share the gospel. And so before they even got there, the witches and vam- vampires wanted to cancel the show. Because why would you want Christians in your witch coven lair? And um, so, you know, of course the team was afraid. The band was afraid of what would happen, but they just prayed. And uh, the the head vampiress came forward, and she had um, her teeth surgically worked on, so she had fangs. And they would drink blood, and there was uh, pictures all over the walls of bats and occult symbols and they would ring a gong every hour to invite demonic spirits in and there was a coffin in the back if you wanted to take a nap and all the walls were painted black and so David the founder and his team did their thing they prayed to the Lord he gave them strength and after the show the head vampirist gave her life to Jesus praise God yeah and she shut down, she shut down the, the lair or whatever it was, and they, they all gave their life to Jesus. So that's pretty awesome. So that's how it all started. And now, after 30 years, it, it's still the same thing. It's the gospel being spread all over the world. There's bases in Ukraine, Poland, New Zealand, all over the world, and they have mission schools at each base. Uh, but now we have a mobile stage truck that folds out into a festival-sized stage. We have our own lights in PA, and we go to urban city centers where the young people hang out. 
uh, where they would never want to go to church. So we reach out to the lost sheep. Um, though we love to encourage and build up other Christians, we want to go to those people who have never heard the word because how can they come to the Lord if they've never heard? Of course, he's more powerful than we are, and so he can still touch hearts. But that's the goal of Steiger and No Longer Music. So some key values for No Longer Music. Uh, seeking God, Hebrews 11.6. God rewards those who seek him earnestly with a desperate heart. So for the band, the key thing is you should pray as much as you rehearse or practice or even more because that's where the power comes from. The power comes from the Lord and not from how great you are or your gifts because they're not our gifts to begin with. They come from the Lord. And then lifting up the cross, 1 Corinthians 2.2, 2, for I resolve to know nothing except Christ crucified. So that's the main part of this whole band and this whole show is to show the the cross lifted up and Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead and victory in him. And so we want to live that out in our lives. And then uh, relevance, 1 Corinthians 9.22, I've become all things to all men so that I might save some. But the biggest thing in that is there's no compromise. God's word is number one. And so what no longer music likes to do is go to the places where people are and, and speak to them in their language where they're at but also we want to keep God's word number one. So we're trying to be relevant in our art and our music, but we want, it, we want it to be holy and pure. And so that leads into the next one, holiness. 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 21. Be an instrument of gold used for noble purposes and flee from evil. And so that's really hard today, and, and it's always been, but especially as a band, not to sink into compromise and uh, go out drinking or live the party lifestyle, but you want to be holy. And so the No Longer Music team has a covenant that they go through, and you have to follow these certain things. Like, for example, when we go on tour, we're not allowed to drink. And that doesn't mean that alcohol is evil, but it just shows that we're not going to try to mix, mix that with what we're doing. And then the last one is courage to step through fear and taking risks. And I'll get more into that as I continue speaking. Um, so the No Longer Music show uses everyone's gifts to glorify the Lord. And so that's why I think it's so cool that we had that awesome performance tonight because it shows that God can be lifted up through whatever gift you have. And so my part in the show is I'm an actress. So I'm in a band, but I don't sing or play any music. So you can mix that in with whatever. The No Longer Music show is about an hour long, and so the first half is just to draw in people. So we have really dancey music. The whole band plays really fun, whatever's the most current thing. And then we have projector screens, and there's images being flashed on it and crazy lights. And we have uh, characters. We have Virgin Man and Barrel Boy, and you'll find those out if you come to the show. And there's a lot of fire. So I blow fire in a wedding dress in part of the show. And we have uh, fire sticks, staffs. We have a flaming mohawk. And we have a guitarist who hangs upside down while he's playing. We have crazy stuff. So that's just to draw in the crowd so that they know where the party's at. It's here, and everybody's having a great time. They're laughing. They're having fun. And then the second half comes. And that's the gospel presentation. 
So everybody's having fun, and then this huge angel comes out, and it's this dude on stilts, and he has this big glittery robe with an LED face light mask and six-foot wings that are moved back and forth, and it's based on Isaiah 6, so he's supposed to be the seraphim that covers his face because of the holiness of God. And so holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty is, is just going through that. And, uh, of course, whom shall go for us? Whom shall I send? And then we have the Jesus character who's the founder who comes out. And he says, here am I. Send me. And that leads right into creation. And so we have this blob scene where there's three people in this huge blob. It almost looks like a womb. And they're just moving crazy in there. So all you can see is, like, the outline of them in there and Jesus comes out and yells create and so the people are created so there's two guys and one girl and I'm the girl that's created and then Satan comes out and speaks lies to the male one of the guys and the guy comes to me and seduces me and then he abuses me so we actually have a rape scene behind a shadow box and so you can just see the hurt and the pain And Jesus comes and picks up this girl, and he just yells, no, no, because, you know, he's, he's upset over this. He cares about this. And then Satan comes out, and he says, someone has to die. And he points to the girl, and he says, you wanted it. You should die. But Jesus takes her place. And so we have a crucifixion scene where Jesus is put up on a cross, and we have, like, electrocution, and we have fake blood and everything. And then um, he's put in a coffin. And in Europe, we have a robotic coffin. So it, it lifts up, and the door breaks open, and fog and smoke and lights, and out comes Jesus victorious. And so then he, he recon- the girl reconciles to him, and then the guy reconciles to Jesus, and then they're reconciled together, the girl and the guy. So there's forgiveness, and then the founder explains what just happened, and it's all translated in whatever language it needs to be translated. And then there's a local church that comes, and the gospel is preached. And then um, we go out with torches, and the founder says, if you want to learn more about Jesus Christ, go to the fire. And everybody, of course, goes to the fire. And <laughs> then, then they're in- invited to come to know who Jesus Christ is. And every time people kneel down, raise their hands, and come to know Christ. So it's really great. Yep. So uh, last, last year was the longest tour ever, six months long, half a year. So that was my first tour. And we went to six countries. We played 53 shows. 40,000 people saw our show. And 3,500 raised their hands to come to know Christ. So that's really great. So how I, how I joined with this is I saw a recap video um, that was sent to me. And then I decided, oh, Lord, this, this is put on my heart. I have to go. And so I went to the school. I saw the show. I said, I have to be in the show, Lord. This is my calling. He put me in the show, and now I'm a full-time missionary with Steiger. So that's like a lot. But the main point of my message is to, to boast about the Lord and what I've seen on tour So the first one I'm going to talk about is Facing Fear in Albania. We went to Albania for pretty much a month, 21 days, and we played straight. There was only one day off in those 
21 or 23 days and um, it was show after show after show and in Albania it was really hard it was the toughest because it's a Muslim country first of all and then it was hard for me because when I blow fire I hold kerosene in my mouth and on the very first day in Albania I swallowed some kerosene's like in lamps and oil it's like highly poisonous the first thing on the bottle is if you swallow any amount it's poisonous you will die go to the hospital and because I was foolish I said oh I didn't I didn't swallow any and I waited like two days and so I had to go straight to the hospital and have uh, IVs hooked up and so I would play a show and then go to the hospital and sit with the IV in my arm the whole night and so that's why it was really difficult So there was a lot of fear there. Um, But here's a quote from David Pierce, the founder. He says, Facing fear is not about strength or bravery, but about my trust in the power of God. And Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So also with all this, people were throwing things at us, spitting on us. Um, swearing, and, and I'm always at the very edge of the stage during the resurrection scene, and I had guys come up, try to drag me off the stage. And so <laughs> there was a lot of persecution there. And uh, our first show was we were overshadowing a mosque. We pretty much played in front of a mosque each time. And so after our show, they did not like it. <laughs> and so there was about to be a riot, and it, would, it was going to be a violent one. And then the Muslim called a prayer came on, and they all shuffled back in their mosque. So that was the only time I was thankful for the Muslim called a prayer. <laughs> so I'm just going to show you a video, and it's from Fear Albania, which is ironic. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And then later in 31, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So I think that just so clearly is shown in that video. And, and just God's power shakes people's hearts and melts them. Yay. So in this waiting time, um, I would love to invite you guys to the show. It's April 27th. We have a send-off show here in Eden Prairie before we go. And this year we're going to 15 countries. We're playing 53 shows in three months. Half the time is last time. So we won't have any breaks. (laughs) Oh, goodness, if I could name them all. So we got Poland, Germany, Turkey, Lebanon, Croatia, uh, the the list goes on. <laughs> Anywhere you can think of is probably where we're going to be. Yes, that's where we're hoping to go next. So yay, Japan. And so some really important things with that is we need prayer, of course, and anointing from the Lord. And also our team, they're fly- flying in from Brazil and Australia, and we have a dude from Germany here. Um, so we're starting rehearsals on March 29th, and it goes through all the way through April. And so one really awesome volunteer need that we need is we need people to provide meals for us um, because we're rehearsing eight hours each day. So if you want to do that, come see me. We're ready? Yay.
Awesome. This is El Fear Albania. Oh, oh, I guess we're going to Spain. Yay, Spain. Good enough. This is... You can play this. It's fine. Hello, my name is Paul. I am a missionary here. I am an evangelist, a pastor in Badajoz. This is the southwest part. Um, especially if, if this is touching your heart, I'm just going to ask that you stand up. Stand up. And we're just going to believe that God's going to bring some more boldness to share the gospel, to speak truth as Paige prays for us now. Dear Father, we just thank you for your fire in our chest, God. We thank you for the breath in our lungs that you put there, God. You created us in your image, and you created us to to share about you, Lord, to glorify your name. And so we just ask for more boldness and more courage and more passion, God. And we just ask that you would unseal our lips and lead us forward. We may be trembling and we may be ordinary, God, but you transform us into vessels of gold. And you cause us to uh, trust you. You give us faith and you give us determination because you called us and you will carry us forth and you will complete your mission, God. And you will bring the lost to life, the dead to life, God. And so we thank you for your victory and we can stand in that. And that's what gives us boldness. That's what gives us hope. So I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Paige. How many were encouraged by that message? Right? That's a very encouraging message. We're going to transition into some worship time and 